1: with Money and Allie. Hey, welcome back to the Monty Allie show. Parental guidance advice. Last show we were talking about honoring your parents and how the Bible says to honor your mother and father so that your days will be long in the earth. But it's the first commandment with a promise. Even if you're not a Christian, That is a universal principle That (laughs) if you're crappy to your parents It's probably not going to go really well for you In life, I'm just telling you Uh, Just look around at the people Who are crappy to their parents Now, something that we did not talk about last time Was something that our former pastor used to say Which (laughs) is uh, going to Cause most of you to exhale Because some of you have really Crappy parents You just do, it's just a fact of life Okay. He used to say we are commanded to honor our mother and father, not their devils. Some, Some of y'all uh, just got a little uh, tight, <laughs> <laughs> right? People are like, "What does that mean?" Well, you know what that means. If yeah. your mother is constantly in your business, if she's a, if she gossips about you, yeah. if she's divisive, if she's jealous. Um, any number of, if she's angry all the time, if she's manipulative, okay, those are things that you do not honor about your mother that Mm -hmm. reside in your mother. If your father is, you know, a drunk, if your father is absent, if he is mean spirited, if he's angry all the time, if the barometer in the house is always that he's just, you know, a real SOB. Yeah. You're not called to honor those things. And you can separate yourself. You can. From those situations. How do you do that, though? Because, you know, as a single mom, admittedly, there were many days that I was extremely frustrated with life. I was frustrated with you, with the, our life in general. We were poor. You were sick. I was alone. Uh, I felt very abandoned. There was no way not to allow some of that to show through. So what were some of the ways that you were able to cope? Or did you? I mean, how did you separate my crap from your love for me as a parent?
0: I mean, I guess it's a yes and no question, uh, like answer. Yes, I learned my childlike ways of coping and separating myself from the situation. Um, Going into my playroom for hours or going to play with my friends or asking for a sleepover, like just physically separating myself from the situation emotionally though it taught me how to be really good at reading people mm-hmm. and walking on eggshells yeah. which was coping but not yeah, healthy not as yet. I've entered into the adult sphere correct where it's like I analyze I would make it an excellent profile profiler because I analyze
1: I <laughs> every... live with a psycho most of your life <laughs> <That's
0: awesome>. no <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really good at reading everything about someone from yeah. your body language to know, your tone of voice to yeah. your breathing patterns like yeah. how yeah. you're walking like i just it's instinctual and it's something that i have now that i'm an adult as a child you just you don't even know you're doing it no yeah. you just adopt ways to quote unquote survive even though my childhood wasn't about survival so i hate to use that term yeah um but mine as an, was yes
1: mine was survival yeah
0: but mine i didn't have to survive you but i i had to cope with your shortcomings yeah and as much as you did and so as a child you don't have you're not self-aware enough to know how to healthily cope with things of course not. but as an adult i did i became very quickly aware that some of these things could become shortcomings and honestly they were I had a two-year toxic relationship. Right. Thankfully, I woke up, but it was still there. And after that, I was like, okay, clearly mm-hmm. there are some things that I need to rewire and some ways of coping that I need to completely demolish. Yeah, absolutely. And I have. Right. But that's come as an adult.
1: That's good, though. That's good. And, and one thing that I would try to practice is that I was very quick to apologize. Yeah. I was very quick to apologize and, and I was also not only quick to apologize Because those can get old too after a while But I definitely tried to distinguish for you verbally That it had nothing to do with you So now unless it was your behavior Or something that you did or did not do That led me into this tirade or whatever Or feeling slight You know yeah. It was just the the straw that broke my back that day It was a kamikaze tailspin Correct <laughs> <laughs> then I would You know Then yeah I was like But uh, more often than not It didn't have anything To do with you It was life You turned into Spike the gremlin I did <laughs> Spike the gremlin My hair was on fire And um, But I But I was very conscientious of Because I was raised In an environment Where I needed to survive I I was keenly aware That That was starting to happen With you as well And that's not something That you should be burdened with As a child Um, And, you know, like you said, there were some shortcomings, but I always felt like, you know, the Lord was very faithful in my life as a widow to to kind of tap me on the shoulder and go, hey, that was wrong. And you need to go make an amends with her. Yeah. And, and And I did. I will
0: say, too, I mean, I've recently joined a small group where we have leaders who are older women and they have children and even married women do this. She, I mean, I have one of my leaders who's like, I constantly have to go and apologize to my eight-year-old because right. I have just lost it. So it's it's just parents, right. and I think and, you know, unfortunately, because of just the situation, single parents really put so much pressure on themselves, right? Um, and take on so many things. But it's not just single parents; it's parents,
1: right? Well, the mistake I made too, and this is something I try to encourage moms to do and dads as single people, um, and uh, if you're married, get yourself in a group like this so that you Support. know, yes, so you definitely you can't listen. It takes a village to raise a child because it takes a village to keep parents sane. So, right, that's why. Uh, It's not that we need each other to raise our children. We need to raise each other. Right. We need (laughs) each other as support. And we don't, especially in the church, we don't um, allow a lot of room for our shortcomings. I'm glad that your small group does and that they're very honest about things. And, you know, the other thing, too, that that I really practiced with with regard to you and your person as I always saw you as a separate person for me I've always said when people are like oh she's so smart or Allie's so cute or she's so this I'm like and yeah, she's a great I always correct them and I say she's a wonderful person I still say that to this day people are shocked that you bought me my trip to Italy and they're like wow and you can see the jealousy pop up in parents heads too because they're like well my kid would never do that and I'm like Well, your
0: kid probably would but they can't afford it because they're sleeping on your couch <laughs>
1: So, well, then there's that. But yeah, but I'm like, don't be jealous. Like, just foster the relationship with your kid that you wish you had. Exactly, I'm really glad you said
0: that because that is so important. You have expectations of your children that are unrealistic because you haven't spent the time to foster that kind of relationship with them. You wonder why my mom and I talk about everything. That's because she's fostered that kind of space for us to be able to talk about everything. And that doesn't mean, there's still times I go and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to talk to mom about this. <laughs> she's probably not gonna like it. I'm gonna have to deal with her reaction because she's allowed to have a reaction. Thank you. She's allowed to have a response that I don't like, it but I still- you, but
1: It took you, but it took you some 23 time years. To get to that, yeah, because, because you were, you didn't want to disappoint me so yes. much that whenever you saw that I was disappointed, Then you You would take that and like shrink back. And I'm like, no, you're not going to do that. And I would feel manipulated because that was what was going on. And I'm like, no, don't do that. I am allowed to have emotions about this. Mm -hmm. I am allowed to be disappointed. I'm allowed to be angry. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to, to not like what you just told me. I'm allowed to do that. And we can still be in fellowship, even in disagreement. Yeah. Very much so. And so, yeah, there are times
0: when I've had to be like, all right, I'm like mentally preparing myself for this conversation (laughs) and like, what, how is, and honestly, recently, a lot of the conversations I've had, you've had a very different response than you have had in the past. And I don't know if that's because, uh, my trust, my trust of you and in you has grown. I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. And I think, you know, maybe it's actually, the right quote-unquote situation mm-hmm. whereas before you were being mom and your alarm bells were going off and honestly they were completely warranted mm-hmm. that's so what I thought. that's what they I thought. were completely warranted right but i mean maybe now they're you know that they're not or you feel that they're not or your trust in me is better i don't know so it's been really refreshing good to have these conversations and be like okay
1: i've never been afraid of you i've never no. been afraid of you i've never you been af- once I did, because I was tired of you biting me. Uh, how old were you? <laughs> I think you were two yeah. or three. You know, when your kids go through that biting phase, and it's really cute. And, and then I'm like, it's this not- isn't cute anymore. And so and you thought it was really cute. And you had, like, this devilish little look on your face every time you do it. And I was like, okay, you bite me again. And mommy's going to bite you back. And you laughed, and you bit me. And so I bit you back. And you <laughs> cried, and I can still see your face, the look of, like, complete betrayal, like, <laughs> Utter destruction, like yep. you were so destroyed. And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> My
0: soul was crushed <laughs> in that one what? moment. But you never bit me again, did you? nope no, nope. I never bit anyone else. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, anyway, all right, so we said we were going to talk about, you know, some uncomfortable things that may come up uh, with your kids, and mm-hmm. so. One of we were going to talk about sex. So one of the things with your, you know, uh, with regard to your adult children and what they practice in their lives. Most of you have kids who do not live at home, so you don't know what they're doing. You're you have a suspicion, um, but you're not 100 percent sure because those are just not things, you know, it's people's private lives. And once your kids are adults, you know, unless there's a problem, they don't, nor- you don't normally sit around and talk about each other's sex lives. Sure. So, uh, but if you had, so whenever you moved back in from college, I knew that you had been out on your own. You knew where I stood on the sexual conversation from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. You knew that uh, from the get-go that I felt like it's a covenant-bearing moment. It it is something that to protect hearts involved, not saying that just because you're in covenant and everything's going to work out, you know, hunky-dory, because that's also a false Christian narrative. True. That just because you wait for your loved one, that God's going to honor your marriage and you're always going to stay married forever and ever. Well, it requires two people to honor a marriage. Exactly. Right. So sex is not going to be the thing that keeps you two together, whether you did it before marriage or not. Now, we'll say this about that. Um, I see people who do open doorways um, in their relationships that carry over into marriage whenever they've been sexual together before marriage. Now, whether or not you can overcome, I, I think these are things that can be overcome with knowledge and, and with, um, you know, with God's input. And uh, and you guys, you know, shut certain doors and get back on track. Uh, and I'm not making this a sin issue. I'm making this a very realistic spiritual issue that we do things in our lives that open portals. They open doors to uh, spiritual entities and, and things that happen. And so whenever things are done out of order, you can rest assured there's going to be a response to that in the spirit realm. There just is. That that has been my ministerial um Experience And it's been my personal experience. Not that God can't shut those doors, but you have to be aware of what's been opened. So for you, I was like, listen, you're like, well, it's my body. You went through this whole it's my body thing. And I was like, it is your body. And I've raised you to know that it is your body. This is your agency. Don't Mm -hmm. let anyone touch it. That's how I raised you about pedophiles and crazy people. Mm -hmm. You know, this is your space. Draw a circle around your body. That's yours. Square. It's an actual song (laughs) There you go It is yours No one is allowed In the cone of of alley. Okay And you got that And it it didn't scare you Mm -hmm. It was just very pragmatic And practical So As an adult You know Of course I said to you Well actually it's not your body Because it's been bought And paid for With the blood of Christ Mm -hmm. So And it's the temple Of the Holy Spirit So what you do with it Matters and it matters to the Lord. My other bigger concern was disease. It was that you would be pregnant out of wedlock. I mean the so, consequences that correct. can come
0: with casual or outside of, you know, commitment sex. And right. you and I have had our discussions. We don't have the exact same beliefs.
1: Okay. And that's why this conversation is so important. Yes. Because we do have different beliefs on this, even though you were raised In my home Mm -hmm. And my belief system is very clear And why it's in place now So how do you deal And parents I know this is a big deal for some of you, you You live exactly this reality That you've taught your kids one thing And they are living something different And what do you do So in my house In our home what I what I established from the second you came home from college, before you ever came home from college, mm-hmm. remember clarity, consistency, and being concise. Yep. And I and communication. All of that has the four C's have to be in place. And so I said we need to sit down and talk about what my expectations are. You are uh, are of you being in the home with me as an adult because mm-hmm. you were not the same person you were at seventeen when you came home at twenty. One? Yes. 21. Yes. So, totally different life experience. I wasn't even the same person. We had evolved mm-hmm. in some areas. We had devolved. And <laughs> were... a few others. <laughs> <laughs> right, we completely <laughs> uploaded. Yeah. So, yeah, but there was a time for us to sit down and say, when you left the home, you knew me as this mom. Mm-hmm. When you came back, I was a, a more mature mom and I had gone through some things on my mm-hmm. own. And I needed to adjust to who you were as a young woman. But my principles had not changed. So my uh, my rule of the house, my protective measure, if you will, because nobody likes rules, let's be honest, and it just breeds rebellion. But my love for you was to say, and for myself was to say, hey, in order to honor me, to honor me as your mother, I need you to not be out shacking up with guys while you're living at my house, and mm-hmm. I don't want guys shacking up in my house either. Mm-hmm. And however... That manifests itself in your in your life. I laid it down. And I don't question you all the time. What are you doing? Where are you doing that? You know, but I'm like, I don't want you. First of all, it's true, Allie. Parents... We really sleep with one eye open Whenever you live at home And you're not home at four in the morning We just do It's a thing Which is
0: fair Like it's fair I'm not questioning that I'm not saying I exactly respected that Like (laughs) when I was out till 7am Genuinely not doing anything other than
1: partying And I will say You did text me I did I tried I had your butt on the little Lojack locator thing On your little iPhone If you parents don't know about that You need to hook that up They actually have an
0: app for that It's called (laughs) Life360
1: Your I'm kids like, know what it is too. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, where's Allie? It's four in the morning. Do you know where your 22 year old is? And yeah. I'm like, where the hell are you? Waffle House. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, or and you finally just got really, but there was a moment though when you kind of rebelled against that because you're like, I want my own place and I'm tired of having to tell you and I don't feel like an adult. And I'm like, can, and I, so what I tried to do to take the sting out of that because it is true, you are an adult and you have been on your own. And I understand that. Mm-hmm but to, what i was trying to circle back to was to say in honor of me and of my love for you and my desire to protect you no matter how old you are i could be 100 and you could be 85
0: i would be 75 yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> it's like i'm not young yeah
1: i'm like uh, yeah okay math yeah. yeah math math is important and as y'all know not my strong suit uh, so mine either <laughs> So, but you know what I'm saying You could be in Depends And I could be too And I'd still be like I'm concerned about you Where are okay. you? Yeah, I want to protect you <laughs> You're my kid And so, but I said th- These are my ground rules And I'm going to ask you to do this Out of honor for me Because I knew, I knew I also knew you were struggling With self stuff mm-hmm. and But I knew you well enough to know That if I made it about me I'm rolling my yeah. eyes, by the way. <laughs> but it's true. Yes. If I made it about you loving me and honoring me, oh, it's going to make me cry. If I, I knew if I made it about me because you do love me and because you do respect me and, and you I do, do want, want to honor, to honor me, exactly, that you would agree. And you... Did I don't know if you've maintained it, and I really don't dig into all of that with you, but I do leave my door open. And the, I come to you
0: when things right. go wrong because they have, because right. y'all, they go wrong. Sex has consequences, right? It just does. And we think we're so prepared, and we're not, even as an adult, even as a 23 year old, even as a 48 year old, right? We're not always prepared for no. the consequences that come.
1: With sharing peop- yeah and people all of you with someone jerks right right people not being worthy no. and doing things out of order mm-hmm. and so that's I I, I I I um I talk about that. I use that word a lot order mm-hmm. thing because my whole life has been out of order things were done to me as a child that was were not only inordinate they were grossly out of order um they were awful and so when you come into the world with that type of disorder Uh, Clarity and order become your lifeline You Mm -hmm. understand the importance of it And all you want to do is extend that to your kids And to your family So switching gears Let's say somebody, quickly Let's say that someone is dealing with honoring mother and father Um, You know, a lot of you are dealing with parents Who are just always in your business Mm -hmm. Right? And you, and I hear from you all a lot And uh, they're in your business They're pot stirrers Mm -hmm. You know, they have nothing else going on Maybe they're envious of your success Or maybe your marriage You know, those are the devils we're talking about Not honoring You can still check on your mom and dad Mm -hmm. Do you need anything? I'm going to tell you I was giving my tithe to a church And I stopped doing that recently Not that I won't go back Hopefully I'll earn more money And I'll be able to have more to give out But all of a sudden, it occurs to me one day that my mother, who I've had a pretty contentious back and forth relationship with through most of my life, okay... Um, I, because I've been more of the adult, most of our relationship and that breeds animosity in parental relationships whenever you are the adult in the relationship. And we've gone through that ourselves. We've had, seasons. we've had seasons for sure. But, but this was my life. This was my upbringing. And so, um, so there's been, you know, some issues with that, but my mother's now a widow. She's been widowed for five years. She's on a fixed income and she never shares like any kind of financial struggles or any kind of struggles with me but recently it's occurred to me i don't know if i don't know if it was the holy spirit or if it was conviction i don't know but it occurred to me you know there's a scripture that talks about not only honoring your mother and your father but it's if you're not going to help the people right in front of you your own people first That you're worse than an infidel. And I've talked about that in regard to nationalism in terms of a border wall, in terms of taking care of our own people first in our own inner cities before we keep opening the floodgates to refugees and all of this. But this was brought to me in my own home where I was like, you know what? I'm going to tithe to my mom.
0: What's funny is I had that exact same experience with your trip that you're about to take. That was exactly the thought process I had because my whole you know, as I've come back into having a, a, a Christian faith and, and figuring out what that looks like yeah. now, part of me was just like, why am I giving money to something that I don't really believe in, don't support, don't know? But then it was like, so I try to be so intentional. Like I do tithe, yeah. but my tithes are super intentional where it's like I'm scanning constantly. For who, who needs help. Yes. Right. Who can I That's help? Awesome. Who can I yeah. give to? Um, and that was that was my intention. With your trip. God's
1: like your mom yeah. You can give to your mom Yeah. You can give her a trip to Italy <laughs> I was like what I was like okay <laughs> Yeah Yeah. he's like because I need to get her by herself Long enough to thump her on the head And be like no, we got some things to talk about Monica. That's not
0: what he's going to do He wants you to get alone So he can open his oh, arms oh, And you can come and nestle oh, in his bosom
1: Thanks honey It's
0: that's true so sweet, he's see? not thumping No thumping <laughs> Oh he thumping
1: Oh he thumping <laughs> Oh, yes, that's Greek for no. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks. See, that is really sweet. And see the circle. See how that goes. And and I'm saying right. And I have not had a perfect relationship with my family for sure. And but God is faithful there. Mm -hmm. I said it. He is his word never fails. If you will exercise it, he will serve you. That's what he came to do. Yep. And so he'll serve you and your families. He will help you honor your mother and your father again. Super clear. You have to get clear, concise, consistent consistent communication. That is the only way your family is going to survive these crazy times that we're living. in. I'm telling you, I'd hate for you to become a casualty because your family should be your refuge. It should be safe. Mm. It should be filled with honor and love and God's glory. Amen. Amen. All right. Until next time. We love you guys. Be good to yourselves first. And and your families. That's right. And others. We love you.